That's society telling you where to be at a certain point in your life. Don't listen and do what you can do. Welcome to the Real Estate in Michigan Audio Experience Podcast with your host and local real estate professional, Andrew McManaman. That's society telling you where to be at a certain point in your life. Don't listen and do what you can do. What's going on everyone, Andrew McManaman here, a local realtor in the great state of Michigan. Today, I wanted to go over some very common first time homebuyer mistakes so you can avoid them when the time comes. Let's jump right into it. Number one, probably the biggest mistake that first time homebuyers make and that's not getting mortgage pre-approval before you begin searching for homes. Believe me when I say this is a very easy mistake to make. I'm a real estate professional and I still lay in bed scrolling through house listings on my phone just for fun while dreaming with my eyes open. I mean, who doesn't? Searching for a home can be a better high than any drug in the world, especially when you find the perfect home. You can picture yourself pulling into the driveway every single day after a long, brutal day at work and still smile ear to ear because you can call this place your home. So many memories in the making and a place to build your family. But after getting pre-approved, the home is way out of your budget and the little fantasy in your head vanishes. It's a terrible feeling, isn't it? The only reason I was so descriptive with this scenario is because I've seen it time and time again. And I don't want it to happen to you too. So do yourself a favor and get pre-approved before you start your home search so you know how much house you can afford and your real estate agent can better service you. Instead of focusing so much on the home search at first, take a step back and create a list of what you need in a home along with things that you want in a home. So once you're pre-approved, you know exactly what to keep your eye out for. Let's jump into number two. This is also a very common mistake that first time home buyers make after they understand how much they can afford. Let's say your mortgage lender approved you for a $200,000 home. Oftentimes they don't reiterate this enough, but you shouldn't purchase a $200,000 home as that is typically the absolute max you can afford. And yes, some people's situations are different as they may have organized their finances just a little bit better. But as a general rule of thumb, try to find a home under your pre-approval amount. Again, this is a mistake that is very easily made as buyers will look at a $190,000 home and think the $195,000 homes are just so much better. And then they'll look at the $195,000 homes compared to the $200,000 homes and say, those look so much better. It's just $5,000, it doesn't really matter that much. Then it becomes a vicious cycle. I know $5,000 won't change your monthly payment too much, but it's the concept that must be understood. Think about it for a moment. The more money you borrow, the longer it will take you to pay off. If you're putting more money toward your monthly payment, the less you'll be able to contribute to an emergency fund, Roth IRA, or 401k. With all that being said, it transitions nicely into number three, and that is simply moving too quickly through the process. Even if you're the most unorganized person in the world, it's crucial to have a plan in hand when it comes to purchasing a home. This will most likely be the biggest financial decision you'll ever make in your lifetime, so do it right the first time. You definitely don't need any regrets later on your split-second decisions that you could have easily slept on. 
It's an exciting time, but don't let the excitement get you into trouble. Getting the process done and over with fast can result in necessary credit repair that will take years to get back to normal as well as saving again for a sizable down payment and closing costs. Don't think just two to three years down the road, think about your five, 10, 15 year plans. Have you thought about having a family in the next two to three years? You might wanna focus on getting a home with a little extra space so you don't have to make another move in the near future. Are you getting a promotion to a new position in the next year that relocates you across town? Find a happy medium location so the commute doesn't become an inconvenience. That doesn't mean you should go through the process slow and wait around for the perfect home that checks all the boxes on your needs and wants list. There will be trade-offs and that is something that you need to accept. You could end up overpaying for a home if you wait too long, as well as lose out on the chance of getting a lower interest rate because you decided to wait for what the real estate industry calls a unicorn or perfect home. The homes you're passing up could be a great price and even better location, but the basement just didn't have enough room for that pool table. I would suggest adding an additional column to your needs and wants list called compromises. You need to make some during the home search. Number four, something I've seen countless times as well, and that's getting tunnel vision on a home without acknowledging what's going on outside that tunnel. You found the perfect house and you became so fixated on the fact that it checks off most, if not all your wants and needs. That's great, but what you fail to realize is that the home is in a location with the highest crime rate, off the busiest road in the city, and the schools are rated a D minus. This goes right along with the point of planning ahead. If you're thinking of having a child, this may not be the best home for you. Aside from visiting niche.com to see the rankings and reviews of neighborhoods and cities you're thinking of moving, consider making a trip during the day and see if there are children playing outside or strollers being pushed around the neighborhood because there's truly no one that knows the area best than your neighbors. And if they feel comfortable with these activities, that's definitely something to see and consider. You might be thinking, the real estate agent should inform you about all this stuff before you even consider taking a look at a home, right? Well, to a certain extent, real estate professionals are bound to a certain code of ethics, so there's a few lines they can't cross depending on the questions you ask. For example, fair housing and discrimination is a huge part of the ethics in the real estate industry. So if you're questioning race, religion, sex, skin color, family status, or nationality, a real estate professional will most likely not give you that direct answer you're looking for. All right, jumping to number five. I've mentioned a little bit about this already, but it's about budgeting correctly for closing costs and new home expenses. It goes back to the importance of planning. When it comes to saving for a home, first-time homebuyers think about the down payment percentage and a couple thousand dollars toward miscellaneous closing costs or something like that. But what about the new expenses you may have not budgeted for, like the sticker shock items of utility bills, trash removal and recycling, property taxes, homeowners insurance, outdoor maintenance and equipment, maintenance and repair, and then the tools needed for home improvements, and of course, furniture. A recent survey conducted by Bankrate found that on average, a homeowner pays $2,000 on maintenance alone each and every year. So finding some cushion in your monthly payment is crucial, especially to your wallet. I know this process seems to be a pricey one, but it could get a lot more pricey if you aren't aware of the expenses early on in the process. If you have a savings goal in mind and think you'll just take a nice trip to Mexico 
with what's left, think again. It's better to save more money than not enough because after closing on your new home and you, you become aware of the monthly expenses and you're starting to pile money into the emergency fund, you can revisit that Mexico trip idea and you will be stress-free knowing you're financially sound. And lastly, number six, which truly ties into every single point I've made so far and that is draining your savings account. There are so many resources out there claiming to have the best tips for first-time homebuyers by telling you to save for a 20% down payment so you can avoid paying private mortgage insurance, but then they tell you not to drain your savings account on a down payment. What? Do they think money grows on trees? What if you want to buy a perfect $225,000 starter home in your market? A 20% down payment on that is $45,000 and that doesn't include closing costs or any new homeowner expenses. It's almost like they assume you have a significant other already that you can combine savings with when the time comes. And of course, you both happen to climb the corporate ladder already at the prime age of 23. A little discouraging to hear, isn't it? That's society telling you where to be at a certain point in your life. Don't listen and do what you can do. There's no reason to stretch yourself thin like that. If you have to put the minimum down and shop at Dollar General for your silver and plates, so be it, as long as you're happy. If all of this just seems to be incredibly stressful, don't you worry. I have a few resources linked in the description of this video to help you throughout the process. Homeownership is in your near future, I know it. Thank you as always for listening to my podcast. If you would, follow, subscribe, and leave a five-star review on the platform you listen to this on. I would greatly appreciate it. Stay tuned for the next episode.